podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. We wanted to take a second at the top of the episode to let everybody know that there is a brand new podcast out in the Deus Ex Media family of podcasts. If you like good comedy, good literary analysis, or just you like listening to people make fun of themselves, uh, you should definitely go and check out Burn Before Reading with Christina and Leela. And now on to the show. That afternoon, we had an assembly at the campfire to burn Beckendorf's burial shroud and say our goodbyes. Even the Ares and Apollo cabins called a temporary truce to attend. Beckendorf's shroud was made out of metal links, like chainmail. I didn't see how it would burn, but the fates must have been helping out. The metal melted in the fire and turned to golden smoke, which rose into the sky. The campfire flames always reflected the campers' moods, and today they burned black. I hoped Beckendorf's spirit would end up in Elysium. Maybe he'd even choose to be reborn and try for Elysium in three different lifetimes so he could reach the Isles of the Blessed, which was like the Underworld's ultimate party headquarters. If anyone deserved it, Beckendorf did. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's roles as our godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And bro, I miss Taylor. <laughs> she was supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, Taylor continues to be ridiculously cursed and... Events happen to Taylor at a rate which I could not fathom in my personal life. I, it's like it's like sitcom levels. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, she's that character in the background who just, like, runs in, like, this thing happened to me and this thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, bro. And you're like, oh, Taylor, except that <laughs> she's your real-life friend who has problems. Yeah! <laughs> like, wow, bro. Cool story. I'm sorry, I guess. But, like... It always happens to you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fucking terrible. Uh, she just wanted to let the listeners know that she has an undying love for Beckendorf. <laughs> um, he's, her, he's her son and boy. <sighs> so Tragic. That's why she wanted to be on for this chapter. She reserved this chapter. Like, the last time I asked for reserved chapters, like, Battle of the Labyrinth, I mm. think. I, maybe maybe even Titan's Turn? I don't know. When I, whenever I still had this up in our spreadsheet <laughs> as an option, she was like, I also want that one. Mm. Sam did the same thing with his chapter. <laughs> um, both of them were just like, yeah, we'll just reserve for all the books at once. It's fine. That's valid okay. of them. It's better for you than when people don't ask for a chapter and then you're like, okay, I'll just do the scheduling <laughs> myself, I guess. <laughs> I want some input. I want to know so I don't like give somebody a chapter just like, bro, this was so fucking boring of a chapter. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give me any inputs. I don't know. See, the truth is that no one would do that to you because 
Percy Jackson is good and fun to read. And also, you, you know what? We have good professional right. podcasting guests. This is true. You're right. We're not like the restricted section. We don't have to read about Quidditch. <laughs> um. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so what happened in this chapter? Okay. Do do? Uh, I didn't write down the chapter title. What is it? It's something. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before that, before that, mm-hmm. I would, I would like to um say officially on the pod. I mean, we've t- we've told our Discord friends because at the time of recording, guess what? A new book came out of <laughs> Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Chalice of the Gods. It's it technically book six in this series. Even okay, though, Rick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Even Rick. though all of Heroes of Olympus takes place in between. The Last Olympian and Chalice of the Gods. Whatever, man. Rick. <laughs> Rick. Excuse you. Make it make sense. Make it a, make it a different series. <laughs> it It is, uh, we do have confirmation that it's gonna be like, uh, there's gonna be another book after that. Okay. I think it's gonna be a, tr- a, tr- a trilogy. It's not fully confirmed, but it's gonna mm. be a trilogy. <laughs> um, make it, make it a separate series. Just, just make it its own thing. Please. Yep. <laughs> So we're we're not gonna cover that one after this, because then we'll be spoiling things. Yeah, that would not make any sense other- whatsoever. Be- just like how it makes no sense that Rick is considering this the six Percy Jackson book. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I mean, I'm not even like halfway into it. I haven't come across like any big things that are like, oh, this happened mm. and this thing happened. Um, like from Heroes, but still, <laughs> it makes sense that maybe you just like read that first. <laughs> okay, so we read chapter four, which was we burn a metal shroud, which is accurate. Uh, it is not the main focus of the chapter, and it's also not no, funny, not. but it is a mood setter. You know what I mean? Mm. You read that, and then you're like, okay, I know what the tone is. I approve of this chapter title. It does fit the tone, because it is kind of a bummer mm-hmm. of a chapter mm-hmm. <laughs> all around. <laughs> okay. Now now, now I'm the shitty guest, even though I'm the host. Um <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, wow, this chapter sucked. Um, I don't no, think this chapter sucked. It's, but it's supposed were, to be a bummer. It's effective. Yeah, it's it it does what it's meant to do. I don't know. I think I don't know what a better name for it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but we do need something that's like you know, um, equally upsetting. I I eat some cardboard chocolate. You know, like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I flipped to that page. Percy does not tell us how the chocolate tastes. He does not. And I, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna harp on that chocolate when we get okay, to it. Good. Just, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of things in this chapter that I'm like, huh, huh, huh. Okay. Uh, my chapter title is Percy's Life Sucks and Everybody is Mad at Him Just Like Usual. Oh my god, it's literally like the Titan's Curse chapter, especially. Everybody <laughs> Hates Me But the Horse. Oh <laughs> yeah! Except it's Everybody Hates Him But um the Dog, who will technically see next chapter. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you're on about yet. I mean, I I I know who the dog is, it's but the, it's the name it's it's the name of the next chapter. Oh, okay. okay, I wasn't even I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I am laser focused. Okay, Percy has a dream about Rachel having dreams. Dreamception. Percy and Annabeth do cabin inspection together, which is very sweet of them. Uh, 
Annabeth's Aww. siblings try to set them up by leaving them alone together, and it super does not work. Uh, we finally get the lore drop that demigod romance is okay because gods don't have DNA, which we've been this. talking about forever, but we will get to it. <laughs> I hate it so much, Rick. Why is there a cat here? Like this? Okay. Um... <laughs> Does the cat have DNA? Yes, my cat has DNA. Uh, she has little bastard DNA. <laughs> Annabeth gets really pissed that everything is going so bad and Percy won't even date her, so she storms off. Percy talks to Selina and Cl Clarice at Beckendorf's funeral and tries to convince Clarice to rejoin the fight. And my girl does not take that very well. And yeah, ev everyone's mad at him. <laughs> the end. <sighs> Percy. Oh, how terrible it is to be a protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Woe is me. Woe is me. That's that's what Taylor is. She's a protagonist. Events continue to occur. <laughs> the world hates her. <laughs> that's the that's that's I think the title of um her uh, memoir is The World Hates Me. Um um and then colon cursed by Zeus. Um I don't know how to title books. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So we're going to have a fun myth section, bro. Oh, boy. Bro. I, uh, I, I don't even know when anything could have possibly come up. I Normally, oh, I'm like, oh, oh. that's going to be the myth. Oh, I oh, see. I oh, see. This, we're going to talk I'm about so some Iliad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if Ray's going to know what's, what's happening here. Okay. Well, in case you missed it. But I'm... But I'm um, we're gonna talk about uh, a little gal known as Briseis. Um, yeah, she might have had, you know, been a big thing in the Iliad. There might have been, you know, some arguments between who gets to have her as their concubine. Oh boy! Oh, I remember this. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is. This is what Rick pulled from for the whole chariot plot. Um, which, hey, I wonder if The Last Olympian is going to be based on the Iliad, because it's all about a battle in a city. Huh. I don't know. God, your little shoulder movements while you were saying that. <laughs> I get into it, okay? <laughs> um, so let me tell you about Perseus. Uh, I want to know why her name means daughter of Perseus. I'm very confused by this Wikipedia page. Um, she's also known as Hippodamia? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, so she is also kind of the thing that just initiates the plot of the Iliad. Very fun to note that. Um, so let's see. Do we have any idea? Okay, I was trying to figure out who's her parentage because this page is not formatted the same way that I'm used to. Uh, her dad is named Briseis. She's named after her dad. Um, so it's spelled slightly differently. Uh, his name is with oh, a yeah, U and hers is with an I, which apparently means daughter of or something. That's okay. I was like so confused. <laughs> Interesting. Greece, what's going on? Please explain to me. Um, so yeah, she's the daughter of Briseis, but with a U. Um, <laughs> and some lady, unnamed, um, and she had three brothers. And then her kingdom was just kind of, like, sacked. Um. As you do. She's, oh, she was married to a prince. It's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Achaeans sacked her city. And then she's, uh... <laughs> 
I can't fucking fucking trying to describe these events sometimes. I'm like, uh, I hate it. The wiki page says was given to Achilles uh, as yeah, a concubine. It does. It's quite bad. It's quite bad. It doesn't even say concubine in that sentence. It it's doesn't, It's just, like, no. given to him. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, bro, she is, like, a literal, like, I'm gonna, my brain is, like, prisoner of war. Is that the right phrasing there? Prisoner of war? Not yeah? really. No? I don't think. It's, uh, there's, there's, there's other words yeah, for that. There, um, I don't know how you phrase it when you get conquered and then your people get, like, uh, spo- you know. She's a spoil of war? That's what it is. She yes. is, she is a spoil of war Basically. as a person. Yeah. Which is a thing that would you would do, you would yeah. sack a city and then you would take all their people and sell them into slavery and you know And then you take all their wives. You you sell the men and you take the wives. Yeah, totally normal and fine and cool. History is great. <laughs> Just wait, they do the same thing at the end of the Trojan War. I'm very upset about what happens to Cassandra. Oh no. Personally. Oh no. More reasons why I hate Agamemnon. Um <laughs> Well, at least so does Achilles, but not for good reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um so so it's very interesting. Um Br- so Briseis is being fought over by Agamemnon and Achilles. Um does it does it say exactly why? So she's given to Achilles as the war prize, and why is it Agamemnon? Okay, Agamemnon is compelled by Apollo to give up his own concubine, I guess, and demands Briseis. That's it. That's that's it. Hmm. Seriously. Uh, so Agamemnon would have been Achilles's like lord, and so he's like. You owe that to me. I can demand whatever I want from you because I'm in charge of you. And Achilles is like, uh, I guess so, but fuck you. I'm not fighting for you anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, no, you, you, um, you owe this to me. And that's... Okay. I don't like things about this for many reasons. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it wasn't a person, I think I would be on the side of Achilles. Because, like, dude, that's fucking rude. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's a person. No one should have her. No, no, it's quite bad. And so, I was about to ask, uh, how do we feel about Rick reframing this so that in our version, it, it is a literal piece of property? Like, he makes it make sense <laughs> in a modern sense. Right. Well, I think. But it, it just feels... Knowing that this is the origin of this story that Rick is telling makes me almost feel uncomfortable that we have reframed this person. Her role can be taken by a piece of property. She's a sexy lamp, dude. Yes. She is a sexy lamp. We have replaced her with a chariot. We should have replaced her with a sexy lamp. Um... I'm just saying I'm sorry, that like the, the 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 allegory is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there are many things to be said here. Like you're making it more you're making you're retelling the Iliad and making it more palatable for mm-hmm. children and modern audiences as we frequently like, do in these books. <laughs> yeah, like some of that good, some of it not so good. I don't know. I I don't think there's a way to feel totally good and totally bad about this. Right. I'm not saying that it's like problematic for him to have told this story in this way. I'm just saying that like when you think about the implications, it's deeply deeply un- 
uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable that it's a female character that was turned into a flying chariot. But also, <laughs> Rick is just like, hey, that story was really bad. Um, I'm gonna gonna change it, like, wholesale. Um, and repackage it in a way that it's just, like, teenagers being dumb. Um. <laughs> they sure Tell me are. I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, do 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 do. Yeah, I'm just like fully like, what the fuck, Agamemnon? Though, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought there was more to this story. Maybe it's because I read Percy Jackson and I was like, oh, like it, it's sh- whatever. She was supposed to be with um, Achilles because he did something or whatever. And then Agamemnon was like, no, it's mine actually. Like I don't know. Regardless, it's very dumb. Um, <laughs> But it is a story as old as time. I want that thing. No, I want that thing. No, I want that thing. No, I want that thing. That, yeah? Yeah. You with me? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, there, there is more to the story. Um, I'm sure that we'll get further into the later well, events as, as things I occur. Mean, I mean, there is, there is one good, there, not good part. I'm trying to speak. There is one other part here that relates to what's happening is that Achilles is so fucking pissed that he's just like, well, I'm not going to fight now. (laughs) (laughs) He is just sitting in his tent and being angy, angy, angy. (laughs) Yes. And I recommend y'all like watch the OSP videos. I think that's like one of the older videos on their channel (laughs) um, where they talked about the Iliad. And my goodness, it's just like Achilles in his little blanket fort where he's just like sitting and pouting. Um. (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, Yeah, that's that's what I imagine. You could subscribe to our Patreon because we have just purchased the Gareth Hines Iliad graphic novel and we're going to cover it pretty soon. If you want yeah. to hear it on our bonus show. Ayy. And we, Anyways. we've already covered another thing by Gareth Hines, which maybe we should have done after. It's, hmm. Um, it technically happens after, but. Right, right. Uh, uh, the yeah. Odyssey, guys. The, the Odyssey. <laughs> Anyways. We, we, we did the Odyssey. We, we read that first. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I mean, we see if monsters came first. It's weird. There is no order. <laughs> It's it's all made up. Events so simply occur. Events do occur. Yeah. Anyway, Briseis deserved better. Um, Literally. I think I'm pretty sure she's a character in um, the Song of Achilles, right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to yeah. read that someday. It sounds know, like it slaps. I know that's a thing. Sounds pretty gay to me, you know? It's nice that we can still say that books are good. <laughs> we can! We can, in fact, say that books are good. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> hey, look, betrayal in art, film, and other media. Um, the, the Il- Why is the Iliad on here? Literally, that's, that's what she's from. She's from the fucking Iliad. <laughs> um, um, yeah, people have made, like, many things that she's in. Um, you know, including that really bad movie, um, Troy. You know that one. Um, I don't think anyway. I've ever seen it. <laughs> it. It might be required that we have to watch it. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't really want to either, but I feel oh, like I've no. been told by so many people that it's kind of like a thing. All I know, I I definitely watched it in class in like high school or something. I remember nothing hmm. except like the actors in it. Um, and that apparently Achilles and Patroclus are cousins. <laughs> God. 
just like Sailor Moon? Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally what I was gonna say. How do you make something not gay? You make them cousins. Hmm. Normal. Very normal of them. Hey, guess what? Percy and Annabeth are cousins. Does that make them gay? <laughs> no, they're not cousins because gods don't have DNA. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Time to talk about the chapter so I can get rid of that uncomfortable Wikipedia page. <laughs> all right. Let's get I'm into sorry, it. Let's let's discuss. All right. So I I love this this opening. Okay. Normally, um, I am like manic oh, pixie oh, dream no. girl. You're exaggerating. Rachel is just a normal art student who goes on Tumblr. Uh-huh. No, sh- <sighs> it's so she's, it's she's, so much. She's wearing a kimono. She's wearing a kimono. Uh, sheets <laughs> are hung over a bunch of artist eels, easels, eels, <laughs> artist <laughs> eels. <laughs> they're just eels who are artists okay uh, no two songs on her iPod sound the same they all have to be strange oh oh tell Rachel me. oh my, uh, my dear my darling girl she is a manic pixie dream girl she literally is this is so clear it's right there I can't deny it any longer like you we can we can say that she's that and you can still like her. It is okay. It is fine. I'm not the, gonna The trope hate you. has negative connotations is all that I'm saying. Uh <laughs> and normally I it's... think that she's better written than that, but he put her in a kimono. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Is she a white girl? <laughs> not that white people can't wear kimonos. I I don't know. Just just why? Why? She is a rich white girl who lives in Brooklyn, okay? <laughs> H- has Rachel been to Japan? Did she buy it there? I want to know about this now. This is the only thing I want to know about now is where she got okay. this kimono. Listen, she's into anime. Obviously. <laughs> but question is, did she get it in Japan or did she go to Disney World? <laughs> Do they sell kimonos in Disney World? Yeah. Epcot. Huh. You, oh, you, okay, go to, okay. you go to Japan I see. I see. in Disney World. <laughs> I, I see. I've gotten mochi there. <laughs> it's very funny to me, though, that that's the first place in America that you would think of being able to buy a kimono. Like, I can't yes. think of anywhere else in particular. Just <laughs> Disney. No, because obviously Rachel goes on expensive trips to places like that. Mm-mm. She could have also gone to Disney Sea <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, something. I'm sorry, I'm I'm only thinking of Disney right now. That's 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 all I can think of when people go on vacations. Um so so yeah, she's a messy bitch, but also she's got a gigantic fucking room. It's twice the size of Percy's mom's apartment. Um Yeah. Just her bedroom is twice the size My girl of rich. <sighs> anyway, she's mad at Percy, she's throwing darts at his face. Uh, um, at a painting that she has drawn of him, uh, standing over the giant Antaeus. Okay, I have questions about this. Because her dad, immediately, he he knows Percy, he's met Percy, mm-hmm. he sees it, he immediately clocks, oh, you're mad at your friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he sees this drawing, or painting, <laughs> of Percy killing a giant. What is he, what are his thoughts? Is the mist working on this painting? No, I would not think so. I I would think that it's just a like if you She's were Rachel's like, oh. dad, you know she paints shit like this. Like this would not strike me as weird for her to do it all. Like 
she painted her her like friend slash crush murdering a giant. Okay. <laughs> this seems it's definitely weird, but I don't think it would ping any alarms for her. Mr. Okay. Dare. Okay. You know what? I'll 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 agree with you that it's not gonna ping alarms because she paints all the things that she sees through the mist. Mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like this is part of her vibe. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's, she's always painting those. Because I, I was just like, bro, what do you think about about this boy now? Do you do you <laughs> think he fights with a sword? Do you think he killed a giant? Are you just like, man, she really has a crush on this guy. <laughs> like, what's happening here? My assumption um, is the latter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this man has monogrammed pajamas. <laughs> Like, yeah, he does. Like you would see, like the the first thought I could have, the only time I've seen this happen before, is the Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't think we have a confirmed first name for this man. Um, it starts what, with what, a W. What, what, it starts with a W. What's what's his name? I think they what might have told is. us, and I literally just forgot. Um, let me see if I don't think it's in this chapter. I'm gonna see if there's a canonical name for him. All right, because if not, we gotta guess his name, bro. <laughs> Uh, Walton. Or Warren. Warren's a good, shitty man. Mr. W. Dare. That's (laughs) what it says on his Riordan wiki page. Okay, well, I vote Warren. (laughs) No offense to any Warrens out there. (laughs) I mean, he could also be a basic white man and it could be, like, William or something. Oh, no, you're totally right. That... (laughs) William does feel feel correct. And then everyone calls him Bill. <laughs> oh, oh no. You made him worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he's got all the bills. He's he's got all the mo- the money, you know? <laughs> Bill Dare. I think his name should be William Warren Dare, like how she's Rachel Elizabeth <laughs> Dare. <laughs> Why is it WW? Because uh, it's D. funny to me. <laughs> Wait, what what would be like a good funny middle name to make it like a word? Can you make that a word? Wed? It's not a funny <laughs> word. <laughs> Warren Elizabeth Dare. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, Elizabeth Warren Dare. <laughs> hmm. I realized what I did there. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, okay. I tried. I really I was like we got to we got to do some fun extrapolation here because we have no name for this man. Um I'm calling him Bill. <laughs> so Bill. <laughs> so so Bill Dare. Um he's yeah, he doesn't call Percy by his name ever. He's your friend or young man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That that's a very specific vibe. Rick is so good at people like this. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, people. I understand exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rick knows the rich white man. He knows their vibe. He knows their fears. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun to know that Percy and him have met off screen, and <laughs> right that Percy has hung out with the family of like the richest people in New York. Has he met mom? Mm-hmm. Is there a mom? Do we know about a mom? Mm. Uh, I like I said. Acor- I think according to the wiki, she exists, but I don't recall. I believe she's been mentioned. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. She went to this school too. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah. So they're they're leaving in the morning, even though it's like three a.m. So it's already morning. Just so y'all know. <laughs> Not morning enough. <laughs> They're probably leaving in, like, two or three hours anyway. No, I would also- No, I would be mad 
If I got woken up at 3am and we have to be in a plane at like 6. Disgusting. I mean, usually like 3am is when we wake up when we're going on trips. But then again, they are fridge. So maybe they're going at like 11 or something. <laughs> um, did they say they're going on a private jet? Because I assume they are. I I assume. Um, You know, that's what's going to happen. Um, so he's worried about their family's reputation, um, because she's having bad dreams and headaches again. Also, she's seen a therapist about, um, the death of her hamster. When she was not six. The, not the bad dreams. Um, also, the, the, just the phrase, I don't need a therapist. Rachel, I think you do. Every single one of these children could use a therapist. But also, if you couldn't tell a therapist that you got attacked by the Lord of Time, uh, Kronos, you know, maybe it wouldn't help that much. No, that's why you need Dionysus as your therapist. He knows <laughs> what's going on. Um, I mean, he's kind of busy right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he is my godly therapist, um, personally. So, yeah. Okay, the phrase, you've had some unhealthy influences. Is he talking about Percy or before that? Mr. Dare, sir? It It is hard to tell if he's specifically referencing Percy or if he just, you know, if he's talking about, like, her... The, the art students? Yeah, and the art students and, like, being a statue in the street. and You know, it could be anything, literally. <laughs> Oh yeah, her terrible influences of like um raising kids money at a high school that yeah, <laughs> want to raise money for for other kids for charity. Go to art class, you know? Yeah. Is that terrible? Yeah. Okay. Um we all know who he's a character caricature of. Uh fuck this guy. But more importantly, um he's gone now and Rachel has other paintings. Secret paintings. Two secret paintings, one of which is of a young Luke. Um that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, and it's he's like a, a happy young boy. It's before he became a demigod. Became a demigod. Um, before he knew he was a demigod. Uh, and then the other is just like the Empire State Building, but spooky. <laughs> uh, there's a dark storm cloud with a hand coming out of it. And there's a uh, an army at the base. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Huh? And then it's it's morning. Um, Percy can't do anything about this. He can't call her. Um, because if he did, he'd have to ask for Annabeth's phone. Okay. And that's awkward. They are so dysfunctional. Like for real. For real. For real. For real. For real. Okay. They are 15, 16 year old teenagers. They are in okay. a war. When they you're in teenagers. a war, you need to have priorities. Uh, I'm telling Clarice the same shit. Like, uh, you you put your petty shit aside and you say, hey, this shit is important. Can I talk to you about it? You know? They are? Okay. I get that they have to, like, be adults about a lot of things. But also, they're dysfunctional teenagers at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they have to grow up so fast because they are half-bloods, but at the same time, they're still stupid, dysfunctional teenagers who don't know what the fuck's going on, and have these emotions and hormones, and it's a mess, y'all. Okay? Okay? <laughs> I am simply not happy that Percy literally could have called Rachel and, like, sorted some of this shit out, maybe, and he just didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm- I have complex feelings about it. Like, Percy <laughs> could do things, but also- I understand. Um, there's a lot going on. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the cutest thing ever. Percy and Annabeth being like, 
well, we have to do these really dumb things that we don't want to do. Let's do it together so we can hang out. Okay. Um, I don't know why this, this just reminded me of like when me and a friend will just like sit in a room together and play video games. <laughs> like, like we're just, we're just in the same room. Uh, we call that parallel play in the neurodivergent circles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes we'll chat a little bit, but also we're just enjoying each other's company. Right. You know? Well, this, this is like when you're like, oh, I have to go run errands. Want to come with me? And they're like, Okay. You know, and you're like, I'm adding nothing to this situation, but I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. I mean, but they're also running totally separate errands at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like, I gotta go to this store. You gotta go to that store. Let's just do it at the same time. Save gas. Yeah. It's, it's just very sweet because presumably neither of them would like to be doing these chores, but they're like, we'll do both of them because if we do them together, it'll be better. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Annabeth is so harsh on everybody's cabins, and Percy's trying to cut everyone some slack. Well, mostly himself. Um, I mean, I think he tries to cut other people some slack, too. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, so um, he gets himself a three out of five. Well, uh, he gives himself a four, and Annabeth's like, no, yeah. three. No. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Aphrodite gets a five out of five, of course. They're, they're perfect. Everything is beautiful. Even though Selena is still... She's grieving, man. She's... She's not okay right now. Uh, and, okay, th- this this is a fun thing we learn about. Um, she's sitting with her chocolates. And we learn that her dad owns, owned or owns, this is in the past tense, um, a chocolate store in the village. And this is how he caught Aphrodite's attention. Um, even though his chocolate tastes like cardboard. No, bro, she's depressed. His chocolate's delicious. It's because she can't taste anything because her emotions are on hold because she's like freaking out. Is that? Is okay, that's not how I interpreted it. No, bro. Oh my god. I cannot believe that that's how you were thinking of this. No. She says that because she's like that is indicative of her like emotional state. Mm. I've not <laughs> experienced this before. That is um. so bizarre to me. Huh. No, sometimes you get, uh, you have too many emotions, and then you have to go blank, and then food doesn't taste like anything. I don't usually have food not taste like anything. This is, okay, this is yeah, interesting Yeah, this me. is a symptom of depression. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe I'm cured. Um, maybe I never had it. I don't know. I haven't experienced cardboard food. I'm, I eat my emotions. Uh, disclaimer that not everyone has the same symptoms and that your experiences are valid. Um, but no, this is totally, like, a really well-known thing. I didn't know it, so it's clearly (laughs) not that (laughs) well-known. Where you're like, all all of life has lost its luster, nothing, nothing brings me joy anymore. Okay, okay, I can understand nothing brings me joy, but I'm still just like, hmm, I'm eating food that I like. Okay. <laughs> um, like, I, I still eat comfort food. I eat my emotions when I'm depressed. <laughs> I don't have the cardboard taste. Every It's everything else. It's like doing an activity doesn't mm-hmm, bring mm-hmm. me joy. I'll still eat my emotions. <laughs> no, me too, though. Um, People who yeah, so- lose weight when they're depressed, uh, that's How do you bad, know? but also... Uh, I gain weight when I'm depressed, and societally, that's worse for me, so, uh... Yeah, I don't understand how you guys do it. I (laughs) just want to eat food. 
literally <gasps> it's terrible is is so painful and then i get more depressed because i'm like wow i ate a lot of food uh that was bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like why did i do that i feel more uncomfortable and sad it's great depression a um um i had a, i had okay yeah so so what i what i had interpreted this as <laughs> is that her dad had a really really shitty chocolate shop <laughs> And somehow that caught the attention of Aphrodite. <laughs> and I was going to be like, I'm so confused by what is happening oh my here. God. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, it's such a clever joke when Percy says, I didn't have anything against cardboard, so I tried one. Because obviously they don't taste like cardboard, they taste like chocolate. <laughs> but, <gasps> yeah. Huh. yeah. I, I too feel like I have tasted cardboard. Um, that's called going to church. <laughs> I like the little yeah. wafers. Well, it does depend on the church. It you does depend on the church. You are alone. <laughs> you are alone in this. Who in their right mind no, like, likes to eat the Eucharist? good wafers at one of the churches I went to. And then I went to another church and I was like, God. They're not meant to be so good. These are so shitty. <laughs> They're not meant to be good. They're meant to be shitty bread. Why should? Why do they have to be shitty? There's no reason for that. Because the only good thing about them is Jesus is in them. (laughs) They're unleavened. That doesn't mean that they have to be unflavored. You think Jesus would give his disciples shitty bread? No. Never. I I do. (laughs) I in fact do. And and they took it because they were like, yeah, yeah, my boyfriend gave me this. Um. (laughs) Sometimes you say things and I'm like, Apostles Polycule? (laughs) (laughs) yes yes okay okay we we do not have time to get into that we never have have time time to get get into into that my mental bible fanfic where they're all in love with each other and mary magdalene is the only girl um all polycule (laughs) so so there is a chariot um so oh it that's right it also has two pegasi so they have two cool pegasi their tool that's Mm -hmm, pretty cool mm -hmm. Um, why haven't they just, like, built another chariot? It's a special cool chariot. No, I'm gonna be honest. Why don't we just build another fucking chariot? (laughs) We have Pegasi in the stables. And we know that people build chariots for, like, the chariot races that one time. So, like... Yeah. Why haven't we built some battle chariots? Why are we so fixated on this one thing? Mm. Like I'm gonna I'm be honest. sure that it's valuable for some reason. I it has not been made clear if there is. It's no, it's reason. valuable because they haven't built battle chairs. <laughs> because they do not think like I do. <laughs> Well, maybe they're too fucking busy to make battle chariots. Maybe they just do not have the time and also Beckendorf died, so they can't. <laughs> That's true. They don't have their best builder here. But I'm just like, did none of the chariots from like two years ago not survive? No, they all blew I, up. I can't remember the end of that, honestly. <laughs> I would have said what it, whichever no, one survived, um, you should just like find a way to attach some horses to them and make them <laughs> flying chariots. God fucking damn it, you have some stuff lying around. Use it! Use it for the war! <laughs> Anything that exists, you gotta use. Okay? So, this is this is a pretty cool chariot, though, I guess. P- Percy's like, it's a pretty sweet ride, I guess. But Ares and Apollo are fighting each other. They're throwing bombs at each other. Okay, I am really curious, because this is happening at the Ares cabin, the the chariot is flying around it. The The roof of the cabin is on fire. Like, 
It's very bad, but that implies that the uh, Apollo cabin is aggressing, which wouldn't seem right because... uh, Yeah, that does seem very strange to me. Yeah, they're not the ones who are wanting something that the other person has. Maybe maybe the Ares cabin started this shit somehow? I really do not know. But if they're just attacking them because they, like, said some mean things about them and their cool chariot, like, that would be fucked up. Yeah, I would I would think that it should have gone the other way around, unless this is, like, retaliation. Right, exactly. This must be retaliation for something that Ares did That's what to I'm them assuming, first. but that is not in the text. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the text, so it seems very strange and out of place that Apollo, who has this advantage, is attacking them. You but know? this is maybe why Clarice is so fucking mad. Maybe people really are just like, Ares sucks, we're attacking you now. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Um, it does also. I did just realize also these um these cabins are literally right next to each other, five and mm, seven. I so see. they would be they're on the the, okay. the male cabin side. Well, anything side could or be whatever. happening then. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 must be just like throwing bombs at each other like every five minutes Oof. if they can. Um, but also they're throwing bombs at each other. These are children. Um, it's <laughs> kind of upsetting a little bit. Uh, uh, they're always using live weaponry. Yeah. Um. I I do have questions about the cursing, though. I think this is the first time we've seen this kind of powers. Yeah. Apparently anybody it's- can just do this shit? The fuck? Um, okay. Ares campers can turn the Apollo arrows into rubber, and the, the Apollo kids can um curse people to uh, rhyme. So I'm assuming that they are asking their parents for a favor. They're like, Dad, that kid is mean to me and shooting arrows at me. (laughs) Turn his arrows into rubber. I don't... It's. I wonder if it's that or if it's like actually magic. I I need someone to get on this. Um, <laughs> Does this ever happen again? Like in um, in your recollection, is is do this? Do I need to text Owen about this? <laughs> do I? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> give me a second. Give me give me two seconds before I forget. I'm gonna be like, hey hey Owen, can you explain this? <laughs> Um, he's definitely not awake right now, right? That's fine. Uh, well, just know that this is fucking weird. Uh, so, so we have the rubber curse, and then we also have, um, the Apollo kids have cursed some of the Ares kids to, uh, speak only in poetry. <laughs> like that one Danny Phantom episode where he <laughs> had to do the whole book as the whole episode as a storybook character or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's the Christmas episode. Yeah, that Christmas episode where, yeah, it was in the meter of, like, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Wait, wait, because that guy's the ghostwriter? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I I, I get the pun. I get the pun. (laughs) I just love it. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm texting Owen right now. Okay. So... So I don't think that we, like, really talked about it before, but the the chariot is what we have replaced, uh, you know, a human woman with. And <laughs> so uh, this is the issue. Uh, they are fighting because uh, the Ares cabin was leading a battle, a raid. And so they said, we should get this chariot that is one of the spoils of our war. Um, whereas the Apollo kids were the ones who actually seized it during the battle. So they're saying this is ours because we physically seized it. Ares is saying it was our raid and we deserve it. 
And I'm saying that, hey, guys, you can have joint custody of this child. (laughs) I really don't think they can, seeing how they are acting (laughs) otherwise. I mean, I mean, yes, yes, I understand. Again, they are dumb teenagers. (laughs) Um, Any one one thing, if you're a teenager listening to this, hi, Jish. Um, (laughs) What are you doing here? Um, <laughs> but also, um, sorry to any teenagers who are listening as we call you dumb continuous. Teenagers know that sometimes their choices are not the best. <laughs> Things happen. Shit happens. Especially in high school. I was one of you. I understand. I was also dumb. No, as a teenager, you just do and say stuff and then you're like, why the fuck did I do or say that? <laughs> Ray, I still do that. No, me too, though. But, like, (laughs) that's because we have anxiety. anxiety. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, when you're a teenager, you actually do and say dumb shit. We just, like, act, like, slightly annoying, and then we're like, I think I should go be in a hole forever now. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're dragging me. Um, (laughs) My entire life. Um... Yeah, I don't know why. When when I used to read this, I definitely was just like, oh yeah, like obviously the Apollo cabin gets it because their their dad ha- also had a flying chariot, like the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that was like in my brain whenever <laughs> I used to read this book, but yeah. Uh, but all the gods technically have flying chariots; they just have different things pulling them. Except I think Ares also has horses. I want to say his is pulled like by black horses or something. No way in. Wait, in Percy Jackson, it's skeletal horses, isn't it? Yeah. Or something. Right? Because right? we literally because just saw it. We did just we? literally yeah. do that. And, and I, they all have fucking chariots. In that, in that little, like, uh, short story that we read. Or was that a different chariot that Clarice was stealing from somebody? I don't know. No, that was, that was Ares. That was Ares' okay, okay. chariot. Yeah. I don't remember what the horses looked like. I know that they were fucked up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they went with, like, skeletal horses. Why? Just because that's fucking metal. Yeah, Um, it is. Hades is the one who needs skeletal horses, not Ares. (laughs) Unless Hades' are, like, zombie horses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, Percy brings up a good, a really good point. We're fighting for our lives, and they're bickering about some stupid chariot. And Annabeth thinks that Clarice will come to her senses, which... That's not like her. Literally just give them what they want. When you have a Clarice or an Achilles on your team and you're like, I know that you're very, very good at war, but you're also really stubborn and angry all the time for no reason. Uh, Especially about this one particular thing. I think that you need to just like give in or else they're not going to be on your team and you need to accept that. I don't know why we're fighting. It's not yeah. good. Anyways, if I was the Apollo cabin, if I was the head of the Apollo cabin, I'd be like, this chariot is not that fucking important to me. Yeah. I do have a, I have a question for you. So, so, um, if we're comparing Clarice to Achilles, huh, I never would have thought we'd do that. <laughs> um, so his fatal flaw, I believe it's most likely wrath, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? That's like the first word of the Iliad as well. Mm. Wrath. Um, is that, do we think that could also maybe be a contender for her fatal flaw? I know, I think we said, like, it was just stubbornness, but... I feel like there is some overlap there. 
Because like, stubbornness is not, it does not fully encompass what I want to say Clarice's fatal flaws. Because Clarice's yeah. fatal flaw to me is not exactly wrath and not exactly stubbornness. It's, it's more like an unwillingness to see things from someone else's point of view. Clarice is very set in her own ways and her own standards, and she does not change easily. Hmm. Unwavering. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I gave you the word. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's good shit. It's good shit. Okay, so um, Demeter gets a four. Hephaestus gets a three. But uh, we're cutting them slack because <laughs> they probably should have gotten lower. Because their they're, they're dude is... is yeah, you know, when your head... When the head of your cabin dies, maybe? We just... We give them a passing grade and we move mm-hmm. on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get a little sentence about why Hermes is always so messy. Um, It gets a two. And then... We got to the, the the Athena cabin, which would have gotten a five out of five. If not for this stupid fucking head counselor <laughs> who didn't clean up her goddamn bunk. And and the the her siblings cleaned up everything else in the cabin, but they're like, We we're not gonna touch your stuff. Like You know what? She would have stabbed them if they had. That that is the implication here, yes. <laughs> but um What's really interesting here is that all the Athena kids just leave the cabin mm-hmm. so they can inspect the cabin. It's fine. Um, but you're but you're not supposed to be alone with someone else in a cabin. Yeah, they literally um, were not even supposed to do that. They, if they were following the rules, they would have hung out. But you know, now Percy's thinking about that. That like you're not supposed to be just two campers alone in a cabin I- and. I'm actually surprised about what's going on here. I would have thought Athena kids were, like, more lawful, you know? No, I don't. Because... No, Because Athena is also a trickster. Not exactly, but she is a strategist, and she loves uh, strategists and tricksters in war. I almost feel like... You're conflating her with what she likes. I don't think Athena herself is a trickster. She's No, you're right. She's not. But she likes a tricky bitch, but she herself is the lawful neutral person. <laughs> I No, she's not. She's a strategist. She comes up with sneaky plans. Like... Yeah, but she herself doesn't usually come off as sneaky. She... I don't know. I don't think That's, of I don't her as it. lawful. I see why you would, but I don't. I think... In my brain, she's true neutral. You know what? We should have... We should have done this in our D&D episode. Um, <laughs> hey, check out our Patreon if you want to um, listen to our, our D&D episode. Well, double plug. <laughs> Percy Jackson. <laughs> We we should have gone over um, <laughs> what everyone's alignments were. I did have their alignments written mm-hmm. down. I just forgot to go over that. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about everything else but their alignments. But yeah, uh, the yeah. the Athena kids, you know, like pulling some like clever wingman shit. I'm like that that tracks perfectly for me. I it definitely tracks for how we've seen Malcolm before. Our one named Athena camper besides Annabeth. <laughs> he appeared last book and he was also a wingman who like left them alone when they were having a moment. Um, is this the only thing Malcolm does? It is. <laughs> he is her wingman. He's her brother. Younger, older, unclear. Unclear. Prob- honestly, he could be an older brother because like Annabeth was super young when she became head counselor. Yeah. <laughs> This could be like a 17-year-old or something. She's got the most experience, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we gotta talk about 
something. Why demigods can date? <laughs> Even though Selena and Beckendorf were technically step siblings. Um, oh boy. <laughs> they don't say that, but they are. Oh my god. <laughs> Their parents are married. Their parents, their parents are, are married. married. Their their parents are married. They are step siblings. Is that is that the right terminology there? Because yeah. their parents were already married when they were born. Yeah, but but if you have like a sibling who has a different parent than you, and like these pa- well, generally, one of these pa- pairs of parents are married. I think that's I think that's called a step sibling. I really do not even know. though the children. Even if the children were out of wedlock. No. You know? Okay. Right? I I don't know. I don't know. They're I not they're not half siblings. They're, they're not they're full not. siblings. They're they, not either of those. They would they would be considered siblings because their parents are married. Their parents are ma- I guess step siblings is the only thing I think so. that makes any sense, but it in my I, brain you only become yeah. step siblings if your your parents get married after you are already born. Well, that's usually how it works uh-huh. in in the uh-huh. real world. At least is you know. See, I, I mean, we don't know. There could be other situations in the real world um where okay. where this happens. Cuz it's like but, if if your parent okay okay let's really think this out <laughs> if two people are married and one of them has a child outside of wedlock and your your bastard child yes raised by the because in general generally you would just be like you would be raised by the married couple and those would be your parents just like Straight I mean, up. you can you can be like you know that person's not my parent because they didn't raise me. You can be like that shit about it, but I mean like you know like if you're looking for a term for how they would be on a family okay, tree, no, I'm okay. No, no? two people are married. One of them has a child out of wedlock, and then that child is raised by the person that who has nothing to do with the marriage. Yeah. I don't think you have any relation to your your parents' spouse. I don't... Okay, okay, once again, I'm gonna say what you're thinking about is, like, socially, and what I'm thinking about is the, the very, like, actual, legally, on a family tree, they are And I'm this. saying, I, I don't... <sighs> it's also funnier. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. If they're step-siblings, that is, you know, sure something. But but I'm like, that is not the definition of step-sibling in my brain. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> but um, I don't friends. actually know what the definition of step-sibling is. If you, if you have thoughts about yeah, if you what's like happening actually here. actually know what the, the, like, technical legal definitions are in this situation... You know, hit us up. Send us a send us a message to our email. With, yeah. That's what we. That's what it's for. Oh God! You know, for fun facts about godly family trees. Um. Yeah. So we we stopped there. We didn't even get to the part where, hey, guess what? It's fine for them to date. The gods don't have DNA. <laughs> um. Because because none of them are actually related on the godly side, I guess. But but like, don't say someone in your cabin. That's why not that's them. Gross. These are double standards. Yeah, that that is a fucking double standard if I ever heard one. Um, if they don't have DNA, why do they have gray eyes when they're Athena children? Why do they look like their parents? No, no. Remember, remember, Athena just married or not married. 
um, not even fucked, just, like, got really, um, interested in a bunch of, like, people, I'm not even gonna uh-huh, say just uh-huh. dudes, that had blonde hair and gray eyes, and she's like, man, that person, they're real smart, thought baby, um, <laughs> that's it, she just, like, she has a type. I did not get that impression, no. <laughs> She has a type. No, the implication is that the gray <laughs> eyes are from Athena. That is 100% what has been uh, put forward by these how books is, this entire time. How is Frederick Chase described? I do not think he has gray eyes. Frederick Chase. I'm just going to the wiki. <laughs> um. Okay, no, he has brown eyes. Okay. Yeah, literally. No, it's from okay. Athena. She has fucking DNA. Okay? I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm not going to name this character, but if you know, you know. Um, there is another relation to Annabeth, who is not related to Athena, who has gray eyes. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's, Rick's getting it twisted then. Ugh, yeah, who knows yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that is that is Rick being like, I forgot what I said. <laughs> um anyway, I did also hear that on the Chalice of the Gods tour, somebody asked him about this thing. Oh. Asked him about the gods not having DNA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how the fuck that works. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't have a good answer. Well, that's um, because there is no answer. The answer is it's no for answer. plot convenience so that you feel less weird about your ships. Does this mean that gods can commit murders and never be found out? <laughs> I mean, they could already because do they that. Can't, but can, they can't leave behind evidence. Because <laughs> they have no DNA. No, I mean... I- <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Like, their blood isn't even blood. It's Ikor. Like, they aren't human. Does that mean demigods only leave behind, like, half DNA? (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm gonna Steven Universe it a little bit. Um... No. Anyways, the idea that they are not related is 100% ridiculous, actually. (laughs) No, but actually, so so the gods are Rose Quartz. (laughs) And the humans are Greg. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Rose quartz doesn't have DNA. Is what I'm saying here. Uh, that is 100 percent true and accurate. And also, Stephen <laughs> yeah. does look like his mother, but she did pass on something else to him that would affect That's the true. way that he looks That's and uh, acts so, and appears. So if we're if we're doing this as a one to one, what did the gods give these kids? Is it just the is it Innate the powers? Magical godliness. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's it? They That's- they pass on magic that makes them look like them and have powers like them. Even though they have no DNA. Even though they have no DNA. It's <laughs> it's just it's just in there. Also also more importantly, Athena kids, none of them have DNA. Okay, hold up. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. They are born? No. Uh, the Athena kids actually make more sense like this. Like they're fine. My question is the rest of them? If you're if your god has no DNA, they have no chromosomes. How do you sexually reproduce without DNA? Athena kids have no DNA. Tr- true. Because uh-huh. because they are born without, like, sex even being involved. It's no. just Athena. Yeah. It's not even the man. Annabeth does not have a belly button. <laughs> this is something she says in a later book where she's like, no, I do have a belly button. And I'm like, you draw that on in the morning. Um... <laughs> She's a liar. She does not have a belly button, and I will fight. God. <laughs> There's no logical reason for her to have a belly button. Anyways, if you can't have chromosomes, you can't reproduce sexually. Uh, case closed. None of this makes are any donkeys, sense. Are donkeys like mules? Or donkeys like mules? <laughs> are, are gods like mules? Okay. 
Because <laughs> the the thing with mules is that they are hybrids, which means that their chromosomes are like misaligned, like the the count is different from both of their parent uh species. Oh, so well they have DNA. Yeah, that, no, that's different. Uh, the the demigods though, they probably have all. That's oh fascinating God, because wait. the demigods are the mules. <laughs> so- oh shit! Wait. <laughs> Okay, okay, but we do have factual evidence that yes. demigods, demigods can, can in fact reproduce, reproduce. <laughs> because we have Icarus. I think, I mean, I, I mean, I can extrapolate that, like, there's, like, a bunch of different characters we've mentioned that are demigods of demigods or something. Yes, but, like, yes. in this series, we have Daedalus, who has no, no DNA. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so, so basically, the mule comparison is not one to one. And that's because there is no science. It's all magic. Do not fucking worry about it. And yet, somehow, I continue to worry about it. <laughs> but the good, the, the, the thing is that as a child, you read this and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. I um, never so had any thoughts about it. <laughs> more importantly than just every other cabin, like, you can fuck your sibling because you don't have the same DNA. Um, <laughs> except for Connor and Travis. They, they're they special, okay? Well, they're obviously full, if you have the full, same human yeah. parent, then you are. That's different, so, yeah. obviously. Um, but all the Athena, Athena kids can definitely fuck because they have no DNA uh-huh, whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Basically, they're just squicked out by it, which is valid. Like, oh my god. I can't with this. Anyway... <laughs> I need to stop being saying like these children can fuck. You know what I mean. I mean like they can like get together. Oh my god! <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm no, just me like either. this is not what I'm implying. Internet, <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Okay, what's happening? Cabin mates are adopted siblings, which is still generally considered incest. So <laughs> the they're not the, the differences they're not, between they're not adopted siblings. They are though. They are living together. They consider. Do you adopt? Do you adopt your own sibling? Like not legally adopted, socially adopted. They have adopted each other as siblings, like mentally and socially. I I have not heard. I mean, like I I definitely do this, but I'm also like I haven't heard of this, like as a as a phenomenon, as like an actual like thing that is accepted by society, and not just like hey, and our friend group has this as a family tree. This person is the mom. This well, I mean, the dad. people do that, but like that's always kind of weird and jokey. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've only ever heard it in that context, and not what you're saying is like, yeah, you can adopt your sibling, like socially that's like a thing <laughs> you're i don't know you're saying it in a way that it sounds like it's a it's an official it's, factual thing I, and i've not heard that it's like how in teenage Mutant ninja turtles <laughs> <laughs> in certain iterations they consider april o'neill to be like their sister and in some of them they don't but in some of them they do <laughs> where they're like you're part of the family now in like a way that is i i mean that's that's found family yes yes okay i mean i i just don't hear it as like like adopted siblings i hear found family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's the terminology you're using that's throwing me off 
I don't know. I feel like that is a concept that I have come across, but I have no examples except for the one that I literally just gave you, so. Yeah. It's it's the terminology that's just throwing me mm, off. Okay. Um, okay. This has been a spicy meatball of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Percy and Annabeth are trying to have some romantic tension, and it's really not working, Okay, is what's happening okay. here. I, Percy is so funny to me. <laughs> um, so how is your, like, kind of asexual brain dealing with this? Oh, no, uh, like, this is fine. Um, what I was <laughs> actually going to talk about was Percy being like, I'm thinking about how we're not related because gods don't have DNA. And then he's like, for some strange reason, I was thinking about this. And then, um. Yeah, that's really dumb. We don't, we don't need to explain why he's thinking about it. Just like, just, just have it be something that's in there and then move on. No, like, it's, it's. <laughs> don't have a transition. I don't want it. No, the, the, for some strange reason, he's thinking about this because he's thinking about how he has a crush on her, but not like consciously. Percy is a very unconscious thinker. He is not aware of his own feelings. And this is causing huge problems for him and Annabeth. Like, it is very obvious this entire passage that she is mad that he is not taking initiative in their relationship. And Percy does not once acknowledge that in the narration. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He's a fascinating little guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a little guy. Um, when we did our episodes on the musical, not to, yeah. not to bring up old wounds, but I was, I had complaints about how I felt that the songs were written with too much emotional awareness and intelligence. They very much just kind of tell you how they're feeling. And I was like, Percy Jackson would never tell me how he's feeling. He doesn't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Yeah. It's the repression for me. I don't know why that just made me think of of Ace Attorney um and how like Phoenix thinks things all the time and then he just doesn't say anything <laughs> um and and like you don't notice it when you're playing the trilogy but when you're playing other games apparently and you're not inside of Phoenix's head you're just like what the fuck are you thinking dude come on <laughs> you didn't you you didn't say anything he's just staring at me what's happening <laughs> yeah from from the perspective of other characters phoenix wright seems like a genius because they can't see him like desperately trying to make connections in his brain he just like says anxiety. something and <laughs> and then you're like oh my god they are the killer maybe that's just how geniuses are <laughs> maybe that's actually how they work the thing about phoenix wright is that he's just faking <laughs> it like 20 percent of the time only 20 percent. yeah that was a really low number i don't know why i said that what is that, 80%? Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I meant to say, I think. But anyways. You you, you swap the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking about with Percy. Like, he's just like, he's not even really thinking about it, thinking about it. It's like, it's like unconscious in the back of his head. Right. Somehow. Like, his feelings are very present. He's noticing Annabeth's earrings. He's uh feeling uncomfortable that they're alone together. He's, and then he's like, so about Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also do love the the ADHD of like like, you know, he I'm I'm seeing the connections he's making in his brain while they're having this conversation too, mm -hmm. where she's like about losing people who are important and instead of like him thinking like, "Oh, it's him." He sees her owl earrings, thinks about her dad and is like, "Oh, so how about your family?" Like, you know, 
like do you see do you see that adhd connection right there <laughs> as he's making it i because i see it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can extrapolate that um yeah but uh he kind of did need to talk about the rachel thing some of that stuff was important no he um did, and it does yeah. help him think about ideas um like he was he already knew what they had to do but he was just like am i right annabeth you're the planner mm-hmm. am i right you know mm-hmm. um, okay uh we need to talk about that a little bit more but before we get to it uh they haven't even heard from grover <laughs> yeah they haven't um we okay this letter is also important um it sure is i was like what the fuck but we can't even talk about it so good i'm glad you noticed um for foreshadowing yeah um <laughs> maybe I, it's let a character me, who I'll come back let, let me just say yeah G- gleason hedge uh that is a name that you should be remembering i cannot believe that it's right here um okay it's wait, not wait, gonna wait. appear in this book it's not yeah so so i did briefly look up his name um, to be like, does this work? Um, uh, well, I mean, Hedge. It's a, he's a fucking shrubbery. Yeah. Okay, so I was trying to look up Gleason because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Hedge. Yeah, he's a shrub. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, it's an Irish name, and it means like green, but like not like the color green. It means like inexperienced, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> are you going on about Ireland? Oh, so so like young and inexperienced. Like, yeah. you're green at that. I've never heard this huh. before in my life. No, that's totally a thing. <laughs> huh. um, Charlotte doesn't know shit, just so y'all know. Yes, uh, if you say that someone is very green, that means that they're very new and inexperienced. Well, I hate everything. Um, I guess that also kind of works, because he's like, I don't understand the power of Pan. It's not working. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's he's a new character, huh? New cider. Uh, uh? Anyways, that's a guy. I'm 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 trying to extrapolate. Anyway, there's a giant <laughs> evil badger. In <laughs> he got fucked up. Um, <laughs> hey, look, hey, Juice, is Canada okay? It's being attacked by a badger. <laughs> um, so they still have the empathy link because I don't know if that's yeah possible that's- to okay. get rid of. I- I, maybe not. But apparently it's not fucking working, which is insane to me. This is just for plot convenience. <laughs> they can't send Amiris messages, and Percy's just like, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> Have you tried connecting with him, Percy? Have you actually tried? He's just like, I guess he hasn't died, because I haven't died. <laughs> plot twist. Plot twist. Grover's the one who gets his soul raped. And then Percy just flat out dies. <laughs> <laughs> because of it that would be fucked up that's how the, the thing happened oh my god um yeah so so percy explains rachel um like i said it's about strategy um typhon is a distraction and then the titans are gonna hit olympus because the gods are distracted um but Annabeth's like, uh rachel's immortal she doesn't know anything don't listen to her. so what's interesting here is that annabeth clearly knows that percy is right you know to me yeah. she's like Yes, that would make sense, but also don't worry about it because that is e- too stressful to even think about right now. Yeah. She also just doesn't want to be like, Rachel is right, <laughs> I guess. That's also why she's getting really jealous in this situation at the same time. Well, she seems so fine about it at first. Okay. Okay, so this conversation is fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, 
because Annabeth is saying, Percy is like trying to think this through. He's like, okay, what are the Titans doing? And Annabeth says, we'll just have to be ready. And Percy says, how? Our camp is in shambles. Um, and I'm gonna like die, apparently. And she gets super angry about this. She says, uh, we shouldn't have shown you that prophecy. It scared you and you run away from things when you're scared. Which is a really interesting thing to say about Percy fucking Jackson. It really is. Um, that's untrue. Except for in his emotions. Socially, yes, he does run away. She says, you're a coward. Um, because he won't even, like, consider talking to her, working things out with their relationship. Yeah, this is 100% what she is on about. Yeah, yeah. And then, because she's thinking about the relationship with that, then she's like, maybe you should just go on your stupid little vacation with Rachel. And it's like, Annabeth, please! (laughs) But, I mean, there is something to be jealous of there. Like, we saw the scene at the beginning of the book. Like, It's so interesting when Annabeth gets emotional like this, you know? Mm. She, like, she just went from, like, zero to a hundred. She did. Like, all at once. Mm Mm-hmm. And and he's just like, yeah, I'm trying to, like, strategize with you because you're my strategy friend. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, nope, nope, fuck this. Um, <laughs> because you said the wrong thing. Yeah. Anyways, I still don't understand or enjoy jealousy as a storytelling device. So... <laughs> Or at all in real life. <laughs> you don't understand jealousy in real life? No, I not that I don't understand it. I just... Uh, well, I guess I don't. Not... I've been jealous of people. I've, like, uh, my best friend started hanging out with somebody else when I went to a different school for a semester. And then I was like, what the fuck? We're best friends. And I was, like, a little sad about it. But I wasn't, like, a dick about it. I was normal. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, 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 bro. I'm jealous of, like, um, Teddy and Andy because they get to hang out with you all the time. Oh, babe. Um, but see, <laughs> you're. would you be a dick to me or Teddy or Andy because of that? Clearly not. Right you're very normal. <laughs> How dare you? Take that back. I'm not normal. <laughs> Never been normal in my life. No, that's a mood. Um, yeah, I just, it just seems so, like, petty and shitty to me. Like, okay, and I probably shouldn't say that, because it's a very normal emotion that people have all the time, and I could probably offend somebody in our audience. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. (laughs) Jealousy is a normal emotion. Ray is just immune. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm not immune. Like, I, I don't know. (sighs) It just is not a good look to me. <laughs> it's not a good look for Annabeth here to me and in most situations. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I read fan fiction and they're like, you can see how much they care because they're so jealous and like possessive and protective. And I'm like, literally do not. I hate this. <laughs> I Jealousy is like the opposite of romantic to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Anyways, so that's probably a me thing, but also I'm like, Annabeth, stop. Bro, we have we have happy things to talk about. Actually, no. No, we don't. We have a funeral. <laughs> Let's go to the funeral. Let's go immediately from jealousy to we're burning the chainmail shroud. This is fucking badass <laughs> as hell. And how does it burn? We don't know. It's magic. We We live in a world with gods in it. Do not fucking worry about it. 
I want to know why the fates are helping this out. Why why are they controlling this fire? Um, Wait, what? <laughs> that's what Percy said. He's like, the fates must have been helping out. And I'm like, what? How? <laughs> what? Why, why are you bringing them into this? What did they have to do with this metal shroud? Explain! I would have said, um, like, Hestia or somebody who actually deals with fire, personally. I um, think that it's just because the gods are so personified that you would be like, it, it, it brings personality into the equation if you consider, like, Hestia purposefully doing something. When the fates do shit, they're just, like, esoteric, you know? Hmm. It's... I guess, I guess. It's more conceptual than if we bring one of the gods or something into it. I think that that's why it's written that way. Yeah. Annabeth is still not speaking to Percy. Um, and then Percy goes and talks to Selena, who's hanging out with Clarice, and Chris, who is her trophy boyfriend, who never speaks, basically. <laughs> Leave him um, alone. He's a good boy. <laughs> He's doing his best. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> also, like, is he not one of our only named, like, people of color? <laughs> this, this Hispanic man in the background? <laughs> oh, boy. Who never speaks? Just think. I'm just thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Per- so Percy goes to say, "Hey, I'm sorry, but I wanted you to know Beckendorf was carrying your picture because you know he cared about you." And yeah, it's um, just gonna cry again. Uh. You know, he says that, which like is very like you can see how that would hurt very badly. Um, and so I feel like his last line here is very good when he says, you made the last year the best of his life. Like, that is mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Percy, you're so, you're such a good boy. Like. <laughs> he's not good with his own emotions, but he's helping out a friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. He yeah. literally just represses everything all the time, but he's so kind. He's a good kid. <laughs> good kid. <laughs> good son. Anyways, um, uh, Clarice um, is not very impressed with his uh, speech, though, because Selena is, you know, sobbing. Yeah, she goes off and cries in the corner. Um, we don't see her again. And Clarice um, wants to punch Percy for all of this and how the fact that, that he's like, you could honor Beckendorf's memory by fighting with us. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, and he even tries to, like, bribe her and be like, hey, remember Save Monsters? I saved your fucking ass. You owe me. Okay, and she says, yeah, I do, but ask for any other favor. I'm not doing this for you. Which, like, they they have a mutual respect, but anyways. But she does have anger issues. She is like, I will stab you for this shit. <laughs> Stop talking yeah. about it. She did try to grab for her knife. Yeah. So, really... Um, and he just, like, yeah, he, 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 she, I don't know who I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Cl- Clarice will not help, no matter what. She does not care if Kronos wins, <laughs> even though she logically does care. Right. But, okay, okay, what does she say here? The Ares cabin has been dissed too many times, and don't think, I don't know what people say about me behind my back. And Percy, like, they're in the middle of an argument, and he almost says, well, it's true, but he doesn't. <laughs> What do they say about her? That she's a big dumb bully, I would bet. Something like that, you know? That she's a meanie butt? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because she is a meanie butt? <laughs> so, so, so this is fascinating to me. 
And I feel like we're not going to dig any deeper into that. But that specific line, I think, is really, really interesting. Because you can see, like, how that would work. Because when Percy first gets to camp, it feels like the Ares cabin kids are, like, at the top of the heap. Because, you know, it's like prison rules. You go beat up the biggest guy you see. (laughs) Like, they are the ones doing the hazing and, like, you know... But Except they're not the cool kids. They are not. They are not respected by anyone else, which makes total sense given their dad's kind of position as an Olympian. You know, yeah. I don't think anyone particularly respects Ares. They kind of tolerate him as a necessary evil. No. In Greek mythology, Ares is just kind of like, yeah, I mean, he's the god of like war, but we're, we're not going to like be super great about that. Mm. Athena is the war goddess that we respect and mm-hmm, we love. Mm-hmm. He's the bloodthirsty one. Um, If you want respect for him, you got to go to Rome. <laughs> they really liked Mars. And Clarice never says, you need to respect my dad. She says, my cabin deserves respect. I feel like she's kind of like growing past the need for approval from her shitty abusive father. (laughs) But she does deserve respect as her own person. Like, she is a cool badass girl who I love. (laughs) So... So I can kind of see, like, where these, like, interpersonal camp dynamics could be coming into play. And how maybe this really is the last straw for her. Because she's not saying, I will never fight for you. She's saying, give me the fucking chariot. (laughs) And maybe this is just the, like, amount... Maybe a fucking war is the leverage she needs. (laughs) Because I think that she is expecting this to work eventually. Or else she wouldn't be doing it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, The important thing is that this um, argument ends with Percy calling her a big baby. Uh Uh-huh. And then Chris is like, well, maybe he's got a point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not great. Um, Poor Chris Rodriguez. Literally everyone in camp is against her, and it's because she's taking this stand that she's not going to fight. Like, because, okay, because at the meeting that we had earlier- Everyone was like, no, Apollo has the better claim. Sorry, Clarice. And she said, literally, no one is on my side. Okay, I'm not on any of your side either. (laughs) But So the fact that, like, even her boyfriend is like, I think maybe you should probably uh, fight in the war. Yeah. He isn't even saying you don't deserve the chariot. He's saying that this other thing is more important. But in Clarice's mind, it it all translates to you don't deserve the chariot. Because that's all she's asking for. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think that I talked too much and kind of went uh, circular there, but... Bro, you need to talk more in these episodes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyways, uh, they leave. Clarice storms off. People storm off a lot recently. Uh, That's how you end a chapter, is people storm off, and then you just cut cut to black, you know? People run away, um, or they storm off, or they pass out. You know, transitionary things. Ah, uh, yes, that's how people transition. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyways, Percy uh, says that he wants to see an old friend, and the chapter ends on that little tease. Knowing the name of the next chapter, I know who this old friend is. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured it out just now. But anyways, <laughs> it's on the next page. It's right there. Yeah. Well, we we sure did uh, this did this fun ch- chapter. <laughs> it was sure fun. <laughs> I think I had a great time. <laughs> 
Uh, we got to rant so much. That's what's important to me. We sure did. I don't know that we said anything of value, but we sure did talk. Anyways, uh, I'm sure Miss Taylor. I don't have um, anything to plug, so you think of something. Oh, well, obviously, I'm gonna plug Chalice of the Gods. Um, <laughs> even though, like, uh, if you, you, you know, like, you need the no spoiler stuff, um, that we provide here on Of the Elves Gods, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, read, read other things first. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> That that's my plug. Um, I'm in like chapter what, like thirteen or fourteen right now. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, it is a nostalgia trip, for sure. <laughs> it's 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 giving me the Percy Jackson that I need in mm. the the year of our Satan, twenty twenty three. God. Um, that's just what I say now. I do you I, I need to. <laughs> I I feel the need to say the full like the year of our Lord, but I don't want to invoke the Christian God. <laughs> Um, you just have to pick a different lord, which I guess you did, which is apparently Satan. <laughs> yeah, the, the how's the conversion to Satanism going, Charlie? <laughs> it's it's going real good. Okay, <laughs> um, you know what I do? You know how I I revere our Lord Satan? I <laughs> wait, I can't plug anything. Never mind. <laughs> oh I my god! Say, I, watch, I was gonna say I watch a certain TV show named after him. <laughs> Which I'm not plugging. I'm not recommending anyone watch. Okay. Move on, please. Uh, I've been reading the TMNT, um, The Last Ronin comic series. It's a, um, short run, uh, set in an apocalyptic future when three of the Ninja Turtles are dead and the last one is trying to avenge his family. I think, I think you've definitely explained this one to me before. Yeah, but I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a pretty well done little comic series and it's a lot more accessible than, you know, comics, comic runs that go forever. So if you want to try out reading a Ninja Turtles comic, I would say not a terrible place to start, even though it's technically like the ending. It's almost like this is one of your favorite franchises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that I am into the comics in particular. I did read the first volume of TMNT, but that's just like history, so... I'm so surprised you didn't make a Ninja Turtles podcast. Uh, like someday. Like someday. <laughs> I, I've definitely thought about it, like, 100%, but... Oh my goodness. I'm not even, like, particularly knowledgeable about Ninja Turtles. You have to understand this. <laughs> I'm so surprised by this fact. <laughs> oh, alright. Um, this, this is an episode. Um, it sure is. Oh, release us from this mortal coil. I'm sorry, I forget that you're waiting for me. I I don't have that in my brain. <laughs> it's funny every time that you apologize for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I shall release us from this mortal I'm coil. just like, why isn't the podcast over yet? <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to trigger me with the with the phrase, uh -huh. okay? <laughs> it's a delicate series of operations. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, how do I end this? I forgot. <laughs> how about 
you get out of my fucking cabin. Oh, oh, okay. Are we, are we, are we having a battle over Cherry right now? Yeah, get out of my fucking cabin. The roof is on fire. I'm cursing you. (laughs) So you can only speak in couplets now. I, I think that, I think that's the wrong power, but okay, sure. Our thanks go out to Matt for his incredible support and generosity, to all of our other Patreon supporters for helping us out for so long, and to you for listening. You make what we do worth it. You can follow this podcast socials at Of The Eldest Gods Pod on Instagram and Tumblr and at Of The Eldest Gods on Twitter. You can send us an iris message through Of The Eldest Gods Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, join us at patreon.com slash of the eldest gods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything Percy Jackson related. Our $5 patron tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology. No promises. You can check out our merch store in Redbubble to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. That podcast Twitter is at Barbie Slaps. And you can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. Uh, like that school project you were really proud of. Or that poem you wrote when you got dumb. Well, how about that apology letter you wrote to your mom when you got into that fight? Or the song you recorded before you knew how to write music. Okay, don't at me. <laughs> and we're here to talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Like the Library of Alexandria. And Dewey Decimal. His name was Melville. Melville Dewey. Oh, well, do we want to get the clips rolling? I don't think I ever recovered from this in terms of being cool. Why did I say any of this? Guys, you like the drama? So there is actually quite a bit to unpack here. Oh, all this drama was so addictive as a teenager. There's no punctuation to it. I'll start with that. I actually have no memory of this. There were so many, so many lies that I was telling it. It's not terrible. No one, like, really taught me how to write a good short story. That was a journey. Listen to Burn Before Reading every Wednesday, wherever pods are cast. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday.
Dionysus kids curse you and then you're like physically drunk even though you didn't drink see that seems that seems rude to do to a teenager but also i'm like <laughs> yes, there's nothing better no i can make you have no, hallucinations no wait no wait you just have the hangover you just cursed <laughs> to have the hangover not even that's even worse <laughs> dave x media